Welcome to Weekly Wisdom, a podcast about exploring wisdom in philosophy, science, comedy, pop culture, and everyday life. Today I want to share about the wisdom of Shuangzi, which is gathered for us mostly from the 4th century BC. Shuangzi is a Taoist teacher who, like Laozi, may very well have never existed. What we have is a collection of great wisdom writings collected over time and collaborated together. That being said, the writings of Shuangzi are superb, and I've enjoyed them in all the translations that I've read. Of all the sacred texts of all the great religious traditions, I often am torn in choosing a favorite. I'm torn between first the four Gospels of the New Testament, including the refreshing, challenging, and deep teachings of the character of Jesus. If you are not fond of traditional Christianity, don't blame the original messenger. And the Tao Te Ching. The Tao is filled with immense wisdom for living that can be read over and over again and understood in a diversity of ways. The works of Shuangzi are clearly inspired by the Tao, but they pack their own punch. They can be deep, sad, and humorous. Shuangzi also uses stories to express his points. Here is one of my favorites with a very clear message. Be thankful for what you are. There was once a hunchback named Su. His chin touched his navel. His shoulders were above his head. His pigtail pointed to the sky. His innards were upside down and his thighs were against his ribs. By tailoring and laundering, he made enough to live, and by winnowing grain, he produced enough to feed ten. But when the authorities conscripted soldiers, he stood in the crowd, waving them off, and when a work party was pressed into service, he was passed up as an invalid. Yet, when they doled out grain for the needy, he got three full measures as well as ten bundles of firewood. If a weird body helps a man live out his full term, how much greater would it be the use of a weird character? I highly enjoy Shuangzi's weird character. Self-embracing and self-effacing, he takes human nature both seriously and lightly. He invites us to be the same way. An important key to doing this is acceptance. He encourages you to imagine that you are on a boat crossing a river, and a guy in another boat is there too and he hits you. What do you do? You probably yell at him, right? But what if you are on a boat crossing a river and a boat hits you and there's no one in it? You're probably not going to shout, right? The teacher says, He who rules men lives in confusion. He who is ruled by men lives in sorrow. If you can empty your own boat, crossing the river of the world, no one will oppose you. No one will seek to harm you. Now first I'll share with you that when I told my wife this story, she said that if a boat with no one in it hit her, she'd find out who owned that damn boat. But that point aside, Shuangzi makes a great point that too often we make our lives not about where we are going, but about what gets in our way. We are all crossing the rivers of life, but only you can take responsibility for your own direction. So Shuangzi wants us to accept who we are for its talents and its gifts. He wants us to let the world, including its humans, be what they are without meddling in them. Another story that conveys this point involves Shuangzi himself. Shuangzi was fishing one day and approached by members of the king's court. The king wanted Shuangzi to come up and be an advisor. Shuangzi thought about it and asked the men, Is it true that the king keeps the shell of an ancient tortoise 300 years old in a golden box? Yes, the man told him. Tell me, Shuangzi said, would it be better for the turtle to know he is honored in a golden box or to again be alive again crawling around in the mud? The latter, the men said, Give my compliments to the king, Shuangzi answered them, but tell him I am happy right here, crawling around with my tail in the mud. Shuangzi would have admired the saying, that it is as unwise to aim too high in life as it is too low. 
he would have also respected the axiom in the temple of Apollo in ancient Greece, know thyself, which means to accept one's limitations and to live in moderation. This doesn't mean don't have goals or seek to realize your potential. Just do it moment by moment. Twingsa probably would have loved what Mitch Hedberg had to say. I'm sick of following my dreams, man. I'm just going to find out where they're going and catch up with them later. Sometimes we have to be fully where we are living to be fully as we are, to connect with a deeper source that can move us forward. Twingsa says, You can talk about the ocean with a frog who lives in a well. He is bounded by the space he inhabits. You can't talk about ice with an insect who was born in June. He is bounded by a single season. You can't talk about the Tao with a person who thinks he knows something. He is bounded by his own beliefs. The Tao is vast and fathomless. You can understand only by stepping beyond the limits of yourself. I'll close this podcast today with one more story from Twingsa, which perhaps sums up all that we've been talking about today. The Woodcarver. Twingsa shared the story of the woodcarver about a woodcarver named King, who has been commissioned to build a bell stand for the Prince of Lu. King, the master carver, made a bell stand of precious wood. When it was finished, all who saw it were astounded. They said it must be the work of spirits. The Prince of Lu said to the master carver, What is your secret? King replied, I am only a workman. I have no secret. There is only this. When I began to think about the work you commanded, I guarded my spirit, did not expend it on trifles that were not to the point. I fasted in order to set my heart at rest. After three days of fasting, I had forgotten gain and success. After five days, I had forgotten praise or criticism. After seven days, I had forgotten my body with all its limbs. By this time, all thought of your highness and of the court faded away. All that might distract me from the work had vanished. I was collected in the single thought of the bell stand. Then I went to the forest to see the trees in their own natural state. When the right tree appeared before my eyes, the bell stand also appeared in it, clearly beyond doubt. All I had to do was put forth my hand and begin. If I had not met this particular tree, there would have been no bell stand at all. What happened? My own collected thought encountered the hidden potential in the wood. From this live encounter came the work which you ascribe to the spirits. When you know who you are and what is yours to do, be it a craft or to be virtuous, and you focus on it with all your clarity, you bring it forth in all that you do. Others will ascribe it as otherworldly or as an act of grace, but you'll know it simply by being natural.